Welcome to Synthaholics. You're not in Teleanriad, the world of dreams. This is Synthaholics, and we're here to talk about the Wheel of Time. With me and other things. And other things. Brian. Brian, where? I'm. I don't know where I am. I'm somewhere on the stream. You're, you're over somewhere. there. I'm and, over. And we got Brad and, returning. <laughs> just a serial killer smile. He's all thumbs today. All thumbs. Just that's the commentary from Brad today. Is just all thumbs. Yeah, just all just thumbs. thumbs. I agree. I like that. I don't like this. Life. Thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs down. Double thumbs down. Hmm. Well, Very actually, I, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. But I'm, I'm thinking we're we're gonna have some pretty positive reviews. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah. Even even though I'm a book reader, I'm going to go on the positive side of things because I, I have a, a theory for how Wheel of Time, like what they're doing this season. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But first, we've got some news. Brian says he's got some news he would like to bring to the table. Yes. So as only as only David knows, I am a huge fan of League of Legends. What? <laughs> so with that being said, uh, Riot, who makes League, has made an animated show on Netflix called Arcane. It just finished. I've watched all the episodes. It took down Squid Games from being number one, and it's the highest rated show on Netflix of all time. So if anybody has any interest in it, I suggest watching it. It is very good. It follows two champions in League of Legends. It's fantastic. It's the best video game adaptation to animated series or movie ever. That is all I have for today. David, you have one bit of news well actually you sent it to me brian uh it seems like, oh yeah uh, sure i'll just keep going just i'll keep just keep coming. it going <laughs> well amazon is pretty much has secured a mass effect tv series that they'll be filming in some year at some release date but they have secured the rights and they're going to start working on it so that's anybody have any thoughts on that because i haven't finished mass effect yet <laughs> Again, I mean, it's one of those things if they if they decide to follow the plot of the games I'm I'm not optimistic. If they decide to create some unique characters and a new storyline set in the Mass Effect universe, I'm all I'm on board for that. Okay. I mean, what I, would, you, I, what do you I want? wouldn't mind seeing a, a Renegade playthrough like on screen, just just doing whatever you got to do to to save the universe. That could wait, be fun. Are you saying? Wait, you just want the whole entire show just to be a person playing the video games? They're yeah, just yeah, they I, just stream I, their I, I they just, just stream their their just playthrough. It'll just be me playing the video game. That's the that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. That would mean that Shepard would be in every scene of the show. Yeah, that would be bad. Would. Yeah, well, you need you need to change it up a little bit. Absolutely, you exactly. Gotta, you have to adapt it for television. Like if if Liara was the main character, I would not be upset. We'll just see that, her. We'll see her in bondage gear for like six hours. Just her like being stuck until Shepard finds her. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun watch. That, well, but at the same time, as we've seen from the Mass Effect Four preview, who did we see? We saw Liara. Liara yeah, I mean Liara is so, the most logical character to have be the center of Mass Effect because she can. If you're gonna do more than three seasons, or if you want to do more than the three, uh, you know, three games, you could. She could be there before because she's already a hundred years old at the beginning of the first game, and her species lives to thousands of years old. So you could just jump far in the future and still have Liara at the the center of of the thing. And uh, sorry, don't age, 
like very much. I mean, so she'd still be hot. But I'd be fine. It it works in works in canon. It could it could also be the bridge between Mass Effect three and four. Hmm. Yeah, they could do like a series that bridges the the series. That would be very interesting as well. You could do yes. lots of neat stuff with the Mass Effect TV show, but Amazon's got like all the geek stuff. I mean, we love time we're talking about today. Amazon show, The Expanse, one of my favorite shows of all time. Amazon show, The Boys, also an amazing show, also on Amazon. Fallout, uh, Todd Howard himself has confirmed that the Fallout TV show is still in the works. That's also coming to Amazon. Invincible. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh, how do we even forget that one? <laughs> well, because it was announced before Wheel of Time and it still isn't out yet. That's why. Do we, who's directing Lord of the Rings? Not Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson? No. Okay. Not Peter All Jackson. Right. Some, some new people. It's a, it's a whole new crew as far as I'm aware. I know, we'll I know casting is going to be a, a hard part for that, so. Oh, well, yeah. Well, a lot of it's going to be hard to beat those those original three tra- those three movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be hard to do. Anywho, moving on to The Wheel of Time, who is authored by Robert Jordan. And, <laughs> We're only talking about the book. <laughs> and, and, and Brian Sanderson, at least the last Brandon one. Brandon Sanderson. Brian Sanderson. No, it's Brandon Sanderson. No, your name, I is, didn't Bra- do it. Your name is Brandon, and it was written um, by Brian Sanderson, right? What? 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 Oh, I un- yes, yes, agree. I agree. This is well, the, this is the alternate universe. We're gonna, as we always do, we're gonna start off with ratings. ratings. Brad, we're starting with you. Bring us in. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give a seven simply because what I'm seeing is good, but I haven't had that like. Oh my god, this is amazing moment. I haven't had that moment that I'm like, you have to watch the show to see this. Game okay. of Thrones had a ton of those moments. This show hasn't had that moment yet, in my opinion. Okay, David? So, episode by episode? We're not um, doing episode. We're, we're doing the whole thing right whole thing. All of it right now. We'll get into episode to episode. We're talking about episode one through four. Uh, yeah, I would, right. I would personally... Yeah. I would yeah first half of the series and then we're gonna come back and talk about the last half of the series um for our next wheel of time talk uh, yes. episodes five through eight so I would give the first like basically the, the the way I rate the episodes the first episode was the lowest for me because it was basically fan fiction and I'll explain more of that later um actually episode four is mostly fan fiction but I'm okay with episode four because I that's why I've figured out what they're doing with the series. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but uh, episode one, I'd probably get like a six. And then it just gets better and better, like seven, seven point five, eight. Like this, the show's been really good. So overall, uh, I'd say average about a seven point five, eight so far. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I've been wanting to see this show on TV since I was a kid. I mean, I've, I've been I started reading these books when I was like 13, 14. Like I I started real young and I followed the books. I actually just finished the entire series a year ago, I took a break during the slog books. So there, there's definitely some things I really hope they do, like, esc- you know, just cut out because there is a little bit of fluff in the middle that they could do without. And some of those books were hard to get through. But overall, the series is fantastic. It's one of my favorite book series of all time. The show's getting good. I agree with Brad. There isn't that, oh, my God, you've got to watch this uh, moment, except for I just I'm pretty much telling everyone you should watch the show. I want the show to do well, and I want to see them get to the future seasons. The season one is just a a block building season. They're following the book where they can kind of, but they're doing more building blocks. That's what I'm getting from season one so far. Brian. 
The show has not pulled me in. There's too many characters. There's too many bad guys. It seems like everybody's a bad guy. I don't know who the good pe- the good people are. I'm still trying to understand all the characters. Right now, it uh, like you just said, it is getting better as it's going on. But I would not recommend it yet. And not not into episode four is the first episode that I I enjoyed. But we're getting there. I'm not. I don't like hate it or anything. So I'm gonna. I'll I'll give it like a six right now for the first four episodes. I will say that being said, Brandon Sanderson said his favorite episode is episode six, and Amazon people liked uh, episode seven and eight so much that they just renewed it for the next season. So it's, it's halfway through filming season two, and I think it's been renewed for season. No, it was renewed. It was renewed on. It was renewed for season three, based on episodes seven and eight of this season. So, from what I understand, it sounds like the best has yet to come. That's I mean, what I think. I mean, that's that's this. That's just. I mean, the same for the books. I mean, the books just get better and better too until you reach that slog point. Book nine, ten, and kind of eleven, uh, and then the then it picks back up again. Uh, with with a force at the, at the very end, um, but yeah, I mean that's the same thing. I mean the first book's good; I enjoyed it. Um, but I definitely think the books got better and better. And oh my god, I mean for for people who haven't seen the show, like there's a, a, some really neat foreshadowing in episode four, which like once once I watched it on the second uh, viewing, I was like, whoa, that's great, that's great. I can't wait to see uh that little Easter egg come to fruition in episode four. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rewind. What was that, Brad? I think episode four certainly established some some stakes. Like, oh, for sure. You, you don't really have a feel for what the, the gamble is until episode four. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So now let's rewind back to episode one. All the way back. All, all the way back. back. Let's go back all to like Hobbington. Like that, that Hobbington city town looking the two rivers. thing. Is that the name of the town? That's the name of the town. The two rivers okay. is, is part of Ed, Ed, Edmonds Field. So the first thing I want to bring up is there's like a merchant guy that is tries to sell something. Pat and Fane. Is that the merchant guy? He's black. He has a like yes. he has like a really big mouth. I thought he was really, really big cool. Smile. I, he is he is great. I want more of him. He was I, he looked cool. He he, he will I mean it, it, since they included him in the first episode, then he he's definitely coming back at some point because there's characters that have not made it to the show yet, which I, I I'm I'm afraid maybe completely written out. But since he's in episode one, he he's got to be showing up later. Otherwise, there's no reason to show him. The the fact that he didn't freak out when everyone in the city is being ripped to pieces is the big clue that it's like he he knows what's going on. He's seen some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's seen some stuff. Yeah, he's you know, well first. He's right. He's, I want I want to understand something first. Yeah, yeah. How many ahead. how many bad guys are in this? So from what you've told me is that the it drives men the, this power drives men crazy. Mm-hmm. Now that that's, that's jumping that, ahead that, a little that, bit. That's the cold open. Actually, no, that's the that's the cold open for the show. Is like uh, a man who can channel the one power is running away from the red sisters. He thinks there's two men there, and I, that's interesting because I I, I kind of think that's how they're gonna do. Since they're not doing any internal monologue, really, I'm guessing that's how they're going to do 
uh, it, when the actual Dragon Reborn comes. I'm guessing they're actually going to cast someone as the actual previous dragon who will be there standing next to our new Dragon Reborn and talking to him much in the same way that this other person was. I'm, 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 I'm hoping, because I figure that's foreshadowing. Otherwise, that scene is completely made up. I mean, sure, the Red Sister's gentle men who can channel, but I'm guessing that that beginning part is foreshadowing for how it's going to happen to our actual Dragon Reborn. Well, see, here's, really here's like my problem. Here's my problem so far. There's a lot of bad guys, and I have... What? Is, what? Unless you, I'm missing something... Are you, are you just counting all the different Trollocs? No, no. There's Trollocs. Those are like those are the deer stuff, the deer people or whatever. Trollocs, right? Yeah, the, the monster. The, the, the animal ones. Animal. Yeah. There's those. Mm-hmm. Then there is like that black, black stuff that like ate a horse in episode two, I think. That's that's that's, that's just Shadow Logoth. Yeah. That's okay. Just, that, that's okay. That's just that's just the taint of that place. That place is cursed. Because okay. They, because they didn't then, help Menetherin. Then there's the people in white. They're religious, that, like, they're religious fanatics. Yep. Okay. Okay. They're, then they're, they're the Spanish Inquisition. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. So there, there's those ones, and then also the the. Why are they hunting this guy? The, from what we've seen of, or at least from what I think I've seen with this guy, he had like voices in his head when they were like attacking a castle or something. This is an episode four, and he like saved some guy from like stabbing him. To me, I don't understand why he's like a bad guy. Why are all the women hunting him? What has he done? I don't know what he's done. Well, you know yeah, what I mean. You should rewatch the first episode uh, because Moraine, um, she, 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 op- her, her opening monologue where she's putting her clothes on. Uh, her opening monologue is basically like, um, in the last age, men thought they could, you know, you know, defeat the dark one, so they tried to open his. They opened his gate. Their arrogance caused, you know, untold destruction because uh, in sealing him up, the Dark One painted the male half the one power. It drove men crazy. And men with their power broke the world. Like, mid, uh, not Middle Earth. <laughs> the world of Wheel of Time is our world. We are living in what is considered the first age. They are at the end of the third age. An age is a giant chunk of time. So sure. from the beginning of what we consider time to uh, still probably hundreds or thousands of uh, a thousand years in the future from now is the first age. And then there's another couple thousand years, which are the second age. Second age is what is what she's talking about, because most people don't remember what's happened in the first age, except for Gleeman. Some Gleeman do know some things that happened in the first age, which. What, uh, so the show wants me just to take the the women's word for it right now well maureen's because she's she's like our hero she's set up to be like the hero of the first season sure that you, i mean you take, you I, take, I understand you, take her word for you don't take you don't listen to anything the red sisters have to say the red sisters are like i mean they're they are kind of villainous in the books but they're like a hundred percent not even slightly redeemable so far in the series they're just awful awful people uh in the series so far so what about these religious zealots then? Where do they fall fall in? Because they like straight up like burn a human or burn a person, while she, the dude like drinks from like a silver yeah, goblet. That was that. That was an intense scene, and I really like that scene a lot. That made me like that that guy. Burn the witches. If so he's weighs, he's. If she weighs the so if they have the, if they have the, the power, then they. So the religious people don't like the women with power. 
they think that... they think anyone who can use the power are, are dark friends. The 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 girl in episode three, someone who sold their soul and body to the, to the dark. They think anything. So basically, the Aes Sedai are like the males who use the one power are bad because the dark one tainted it. Which the the white cloaks are like anyone who can touch the the power must be a terrible person, uh, and therefore they're bad. Okay. I understand that. And again, no. there that's that's my big hang up is that I don't really feel like the show is doing a good job of explaining this backstory that I I understand you don't want to just do an exposition dump, but even something as simple as saying you're kind or a danger to the world, we can't tolerate you, something like that, but that's not how that scene goes. They, it's they, not, yeah. It feels like that scene was like but like it's just it's just bizarre. It's like some some things like episode one and episode four are specifically made for people who have not read the series. And then see and then parts of episode two are like, this is for people who read the books. And I'm like Ugh. I mean, I like getting a little bit of my fan service or whatever to me. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Um but the fact that oh also it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he was able to capture um a Aes Sedai anyway. Unless he like somehow drugged her and or got someone else to drug her, there's something called fork root. It's a kind of tea. It prevents people from touching the the source of the power. So if people drink that, then they can't channel. So I'm guessing that's what he probably had some innocent person like drug her tea, and then they just like found her powerless and like strung her up. Because I don't know how. Because Moraine explained, I said I can use the power to protect themselves. I'm like, well, if White Cloak's coming after you, I'm I'm guessing that's protecting yourself. So. Um, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So making some Game of thrones, there were plenty of stuff. Like there were plenty of guides, like on their website and stuff like that, that explained all of these things. They would say, you missed anything from the episode, come to the website. We've got all this stuff. It's interactive. You could see all of it. This doesn't really do that. There is so, stuff on the, well, on the site. Kind of left out. Like there is stuff on the site. It's, it's minimal. Um, you know, go go buy the first book, Eye of the World. The last, like, 40 pages is a glossary, defining all the, the new words. Like, what is the wisdom? What is an Aes Sedai? What is a Terangriel? What is Teleranriad? What are the White Clothes? Like, it, it, like it, it's like a little, like, glossary for the world. Because, I mean, there are so many terms. And I think that's what season one is trying to do. Because people are collectively losing their freaking minds people who've read the books over the show and they're just losing their minds that it's not close enough to the books and after seeing episode 4 i'm pretty sure they're making so many changes not to piss us off but to try to get new people into it everyone knows what's going on in in, in the books and in season in episode 4 was trying to explain more how the magic system works because these things that they're doing to Loghain happen to some of our female characters, too. Like, they get cut off from the power. They get shielded. They Like, stuff happens to them later. They're trying to set up so that we understand what's happening by showing it happened to Loghain. Because none of this was in the book. Like, all the stuff with the Aes Sedai was not in the book. Moraine getting hurt in the first episode, not in the book. They had her hurt in the first episode so they could bring her to Logan's camp where the Aes Sedai were and have her healed so they could have an episode explaining how the magic system works or going into more detail how the magic system works and how the relationship between the warders and the Aes Sedai work. They're trying to like give you the glossary a little bit through episodes and they're kind of like cutting out giant chunks of the story 
to like just explain how the world works. And so I'm hoping that season one is laying the foundation for how the world works. And then season two and three, they can start getting closer to following the story of, of the books. And then they can, I would appreciate that. And then they can start cutting out stuff. That's how I'm guessing the season's going because to me, it's like they've, they've changed so much and I can understand why from, from a book reader's perspective. And we'll it's, see, it's, it's, it's a little bit disappointing that Brian, you're completely lost because I we'll see it, I it's the like, it's the whole thing where it's like the adaptation. You know, we're all, we we talked about doing an adaptation, Wheel of Time, and adaptation. There's 14 Wheel of Time books, and none of them are super super short. There are like a medium size book, and it's hard to spring is is the shortest book. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's hard. I think it's hard because there's so many characters that they've already introduced, and I feel like we haven't even had a slice of the pie yet of how many characters are actually supposed to be in the show there are so some, i there are yeah a there's a good number of named characters and, and at least one probably is completely cut given how the season's going yeah so it, well it's like when you have just we're just talking about episode one they introduced like 10 characters that were following through all the way to episode four it's hard to keep track of 10 characters over the course of an hour when i've never seen I've never heard of these people. I don't know anything about them. I would appreciate it more if they would have made just like the first episode, just like not even with the book and just spent time with the characters so I could understand like who they were, what their names are, what they're about. Cause they just kind of throw a bunch of stuff at us and they're like, okay, they're going on an adventure to uh, a tower or something that I don't know what this tower has anything to do with anything. I don't right. really know what the goal is right the white, now. The white tower is where the Aes Sedai are trained. That's where most Aes Sedai are. It's in a city called Tarvalon, and uh, basically they think they can protect the Dragon Reborn there, which is really ironic since the Red Sisters want nothing more to do than to steal him. But um, what we learned in Episode 4 was that the Blue Sisters are considered spies. So Moraine's a spy, and and she's got, like, there's a lot of, like, yeah, they're one tower, they're all supposed to be sisters, but each Aja's kind of got their own own agenda, and they're, the blue are trying to, or at least some of the blue are trying to find the Dragon Reborn and keep him safe. So Why are they trying to keep the Dragonborn safe? I don't they want, since it seems to be a man, when don't they want to, like, kill them? Because they messed up so bad the first time. Well, the red sisters want want to want to gentle him, but the thing is, like, he's the prophet. This is basically a prophecy that one's going to stand against the dark one. Only the dragon can, because he's the most powerful channeler, male or female, uh, that that, oh. that, that that ever existed. He's he is the most powerful. So, like, if you if you take his power away, then you've screwed yourself and the entire world. So it's like a juggling act. And they know the age is coming to an end, which is how they know the dragon's going to be reborn, which is what the Green Sister was talking about in episode four. Okay, I understand that a lot better now. See, like, this is what we need. We need somebody, I need somebody to explain this stuff to you me. Need to you need to rewatch the first episode, Brian. A lot of it's given in that um, opening one monologue, that monologue from Moraine at the very beginning. Okay. I'm going to come at this from a slightly different angle because I didn't watch Game of Thrones when it initially aired. I bought it on DVD, and when I opened up the DVD case, there was a family tree. It had everybody's names, it had their relations, it had everything like that. So when I sat down to watch the show, I see the people on the screen, and I go, oh, that's this person's wife, this person's husband, this person's whatever. 
So I'm, I was a lot more immersed than if I would have just sat down and watched it. I'm guessing, sure. I'm guessing they're going to be doing something like that when they do release the Blu-rays or whatever for this. Cause I mean, it would only make sense to have like stuff included in to help make it mm-hmm. uh, easier to, to watch and have it be a little bit more interactive. But, there was supposed to be it. some animated shorts and I, I can't find them. I, I was yeah, hoping they would launch it on Amazon. So they could, you know, Amazon owns IMDb. They could easily have the references and stuff like that. And it's like, who is this person? Click here to know more. Who is this character? Or this is what they're they're talking about. Click here and it'll send you to a page to explain it. Yeah. I, I would have liked a little bit more of that. Yeah, it's just, well, I mean, there's no, by no means do I want to stop watching it. I'm going to continue watching it. It's not like I hate it. It's, fantasy stuff is right up my alley is what I like. But it's just like there, there's there's a lot of characters that you gotta you gotta know. That's really my only problem with it. I'm okay with the story so far, even though I know it sounds like it's not directly from the book. But no, no, nothing in existence is directly from a book. But the thing is, like even cha- even episode four, as much as things were different, like the major beats of the show are there. It's the details that are wrong. And that's just how Game of Thrones was. I mean, Game of Thrones, if you explain the story overall, the story beats in general are the same. How you get to those story beats changed completely in the episodes to the to the book. But the overall idea, like what generally happens, this this house battles another house at this point at this area, like that more or less happens. It's just how all the pieces get there is completely different. It's like it's like a game of chess, you know. Like it's got the same outcome, like the red team, you know, the sure. black, t- black team wins, but the moves are different. That that's kind of how TV adaptions or book adaptions. The end goal is the same. How it's told and how it's getting there is completely different. So I, I'm I'm coming to terms with that. So I think I'm going to enjoy the show a lot more going forward. Now that I kind of understand so much of season one is probably just going to be getting new people up to speed because there's so much to know. I mean, the one power is an extremely intricate magic system and nothing that we've seen in, as far as fantasy on TV has had nearly as a robust magic system. We live time. I mean, Tolkien has very little magic. There's like like two wizards alive in the entire Wheel of Time trilogy, or three, I guess. Radagast is technically still alive. Well, there's there's five there's five wizards in Lord of the Rings, but we only see two of them, and we know Radagast because right. they're in the Hobbit. Like we we don't see much wizardry uh, in yeah. in that. Like uh, there's not there's not a lot of magic. Yeah, and then in the Game of Thrones, there's like almost no magic. I mean, the the Red Woman's kind of magical, but it might be like a more divine. And- and none of that is explained. You know, yeah. here it we still how did they bring Jon Snow back to life? Eh. No explanation. This is plot <laughs> armor. <laughs> fantasy doesn't really work for television or movies. Fantasy fans are the most aggrieved fans because nobody really takes the time or the energy to explain this stuff. And so much of fantasy trope so much of fantasy is tropes, and so much of it is how do we escape this? Magic. How do we solve this problem? Magic. How do we, you know, it, it's just, it's difficult to storytell in the traditional movie or television sense with fantasy. It is. And I, I think, I think they're bending over backwards in Wheel of Time, trying to explain how magic works by inventing new things to happen before it happens to our heroes. Because you don't want to like see like, you know, Moraine put into a shield and be like, what the hell is this? How come she can't use the power anymore? 
like they're do they're deliberately explaining how this stuff works. Oh, and, and the, the, the CG of that is is excellent. I will give them a lot of credit that when they talk about weavings, I mean, it looks like it looks cool. webs and stuff. You know, it looks like they're actually having to to make this. But and, and I'm going to bring up something you had a problem with with your um, Last Jedi review, which is if this is some unique power and it's it's of life and it's of the world, why does it kill them? You know, why is it taking so much out of them? Shouldn't it be sustaining them? Shouldn't it be helping them? And instead it's like, well, if you channel this too much, you're just going to catch fire and burn to death. Well, it's and in wheel of time, it makes sense. I mean, you can burn yourself out by doing too much of it. But the thing is, using the powers like anything strenuous exercise. Once you exercise a while, you can get tired. Like using the power is like a mental and physical exercise. It will make you tired and drain you body and soul. Um. And that's why the Green Sister at the beginning of episode four, she's like, how come you couldn't heal this all the way? She's like, I, I didn't think you'd be tired. Like, I'm not tired from battle. I'm tired from shielding this guy. Because only three of the sisters at the camp, out of like a dozen sisters, only three of them were powerful enough to even do it. And and just like like athleticism, the, the sisters aren't all the same level of strength. Mm. They, I mean, some people can, you know can play football casually and other people are NFL players. And there's lots of people in between, like, you know, college athletes and, you know, high school athletes. I mean, people play for fun with a Nerf ball and there's people, you know, it's, it's a range of athleticism in real life. And it's a range of being able to use the power. People are gifted in different ways. Like some people are better. I, I mean, there's still so much of the magic they haven't even gone into that. I really wish they would because it's kind of important but they, I guess they just haven't gotten to it yet. I'm hoping they deep dive, deep dive into the magic even more, because there's still so much they haven't started to uncover. Well, well I mean, we're only at four episodes yeah. in. This is by oh. no means we're in, like, the end game right now. Oh, yeah, we yeah. still have at, le- we still have at least uh, at least 24 episodes before the show would stop airing. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, like, in, in the book, when... Moraine takes uh, um, Egwene aside when they're on the run and she has the jewel out. She explains a little bit more about the powers and how the one power is made with like earth, fire, spirits. There's like, there's different kinds of elements they draw upon. Um, and men are usually stronger in, in fire and earth than women are. But women are also usually better at healing, which is a spirit based power and so on. I mean, th- sure. th- there's, 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 there's when all five of them are combined, that's when they can call Captain Planet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's when what, Captain Planet joins in. The, that's when they call the Dragon Reborn. <laughs> the Dragon Reborn. And, you know, it, it, there's a lot of neat stuff, but um, we're still at kind of an episode one. Did you guys have any other questions about episode one? I mean... Who are... Okay. So I'll, 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 I'll... One and, and this is what... So, of course... I'm kind of the between of you guys because I don't know this stuff, but I do research. Apparently, the big, and again, spoilers for anybody else, the big thing that they left out, according to online arguments, is that uh, Randall Dor is adopted. And Tam didn't tell him. And he's, he, they, there's a sequence where he's bringing Tam back to town in the books where he's having fever dreams and he's like talking about finding a baby in the middle of the winter like on a mountainside. That's like that lines up with the prophecy. What they also haven't told us what the prophecy is either yet. 
in in the mm-hmm. in, in the book. Other than that, the dragon's reborn and he's coming. But that's part of the prophecy that he'll be born on the slopes of Dragon Mount. Dragon Mount is also where the previous dragon died. He uh, went insane and killed his family, and then one of the Dark One's minions or like came to him and was like, here, I'll let you be sane just for a minute so you can see what you did. And he realizes he killed his family. And so basically he calls down just fire from heaven and creates a mountain. And that's called Dragon Mount. That's where that's where the dragon died in the last age. And that's where he was reborn in this age. And so the baby was found there on the slopes of Dragon Mount. That's that's Rand. See, and, and again, we I'm talking about tropes. So Moraine gets injured in that first episode, and then for the next three episodes, she's pretty much out of it. When the reality is, if the if she was awake and aware and cognizant, everybody at some point would have just been like, "Look, answer my questions, or I'm going home." <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? she 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 does. She's not hurting the book, so she kind of answers the questions of the books. Like in episode four, she's like, "We've lost them. We can't find them." Like in the books, she gives all three boys a coin, and the coin lets her track them, which they completely left out. Also, one of my big issues with episode one is that Matt is a trickster. He is a mm. fun-loving, trickstery boy. He's like, like, like Peregrine Took. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, he's a he's a Took, basically. Like he he is that character, and he's in the book. Girl. In the book, he's like this dark, shady asshole, and I'm like, who who just has a soft spot for his sisters? And I'm like, doesn't seem like Matt. He's not funny. He's not doing. Tra- he's not playing tricks on people. He's just angry and dark. And his dad's a lecher, which wasn't in the book either. They did him seriously wrong. Yeah, they did. Well, pay- I found a place that uh, that nerds go to argue called the Internet. What? And uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Did some research there and found like all these discrepancies that people are upset about. And one of the big ones was the fact that, you know, Rand is adopted. They, they, you know, uh, the age, the age of the kids is a big deal because Moraine should be like a decade older than all of them. So she's kind of the motherly figure. And instead, she's like a few years older than them. Well, that, that's the, hard. To, the, that's the, hard to show. You well, can't really. The, the thing is, the, that. the thing is, that I have a problem with Ice and I. They they should have all. They should have cast them all way younger, because in in the books, which is something there they've already said they're leaving out, is that the Ice and I use of the one power gives you an ageless look, so you don't really look old. You don't really look young. But the thing is, like they're definitely casting older women in, in these roles, which I guess is good because you need the acting chops to play these parts. But also, in ten years, these women who already don't look young are, are going to look even older when they're supposed to be like age doesn't touch them. That's like the, that's one of the, that's one of the perks of having the one power. Well, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's I, I just, mean, yeah. that's just book to, to show differences. Yeah, 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 not, yeah, you can't change that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the one, the one thing that pissed me off in episode one was, uh, Perrin being married. Cause he, he's, he, he does get married in the books, but not till later. Um, and he kills his wife and unborn baby, which didn't happen in the books. This is a big issue for me. I, I hate it, but it is there for a reason. It's there for a very important reason. He's got a weird hang-up about using an axe in the book, and it's kind of weird. Um, it doesn't have a lot of explanation. He just like he doesn't like using an axe, and he, he, he hates how it makes him feel and makes him angry and stuff like that. So like them giving it to more 
visceral reason why he doesn't like his axe makes a lot of sense for future stuff that happens with the character and why he's got a weird PSD with his axe. I understand why they did it. I don't like it, but I understand because it's going to make non-readers understand Perrin a little bit more. Whereas in the book, you get all his internal dialogue where he's like, I hate this and it just, uh, just makes me feel bad. And, you know, they're giving a more obvious reason why he's got an issue wielding an axe. I'm completely on the opposite end of you. I thought that scene was done so well. It ga- it gives it gives me so much of like when he kills his wife it's like, "Oh damn." Like you could see it he acted so well even in his face you could tell tell he's like, "Damn." I don't, I don't think it was badly done. I just hate that it was put in because it wasn't part of the books. Oh, okay. I, 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 I understand. I understand, around, so. I understand yeah. why it's there. And it's there for an important reason because it makes him seem less like a bitch later on in the books. Ah, so, so like, because he just bitches about the axe so much, it's really annoying. So like, I understand. Like, and they they gave him a visceral reason. It makes perfect sense. It just feels weird that they made him murder his wife. But I get it. It's it's for the it's for the audience who've never read the books, and that's that's fine as long as it gets the people invested. Good. Watch the show. It's good. Well, yeah. Now, I think we've got episode one done. <laughs> Moving on to episode two. Trollocs look amazing, by the way. Oh, yeah. Trollocs Trolloc- look great. The, I mean, the, the CGI and set design and everything, it, it looks great. I mean, there's there's not much to complain about. There are some CGI shots where they look a little funky, but like, yeah, I'll, let, I'll let it pass. There's, there's, one, there's one in episode one where Trollocs running on four legs that I still remember of like it felt like it was 2010 so, for CGI. So level So there's some weird stuff with with Wheel of Time. The smaller the screen you watch it on, the better it looks. That's any show though, really. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, a lot of shows it doesn't take me out of it. Wheel of Time looks really strange to me on my TV and I've watched it on someone else's TV. Like I don't know what it is, but it like it little it pulls me out a little bit like on uh, it doesn't feel like this ten million dollars an episode. But when I watch it on my computer monitor or my iPad, it it's not nearly as jarring. I don't know what it is, but usually you want to watch things on the biggest screen possible. Like Dune, you want to watch on the biggest screen possible because Dune was that that visually arresting. Like I'm not saying Wheel of Time looks bad. It's got some yeah. weird spots, like you said, Ryan. It's got some weird spots where it may not have been you know polished completely yeah it doesn't like mesh sometimes yeah yeah but, episode four is definitely a 10 million dollar episode I'll oh yeah episode four absolutely episode four episode four looks amazing amazing yeah. absolutely but um but it, some of some of the parts in one and two and three were kind of like kind of weird looking and even four looked weird looking on a big screen on a smaller screen it looks fine it's really weird i don't understand why it's jarring for me on a big screen but it like it looks like more cohesive on a smaller screen well i think it's just because you can there's more detail compact compacted on a smaller screen than there is on a bigger screen. So it's not as like blown out. It's easy. It's, it, if some, it's like even, even with like our monitors, if we're playing a video game or something, if you're playing on a super small screen, everything's going to look a lot more detailed than if you're on a bigger one, things aren't as spread out as much. Also, it may, maybe it's just shot for like higher definition. My TV is only 1080p. My computer monitor is 1440. And I'm pretty sure iPads stopped being 1080 like a decade ago. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're more pixels. So I mean, I maybe it just looks better with more pixels. I don't know. Like, uh, it's it, it it for me, it just looks gr- better on a smaller screen. And I watched another YouTuber guy said 
apparently it was color graded for OLED. So if you've got an OLED display, watch it on your OLED display and it'll get the best looking show can get, apparently. I'll have to go out and buy one. He's going to go buy an OLED. Black Friday was yesterday. Cyber Monday is coming yeah, up. Yeah, Cyber Monday is oh, coming man, up. Perfect we're... time for everybody to go buy an OLED and watch oh, Wheel of Time. <laughs> Wheel of Time, absolutely. <laughs> Episode 2 has my favorite moment in it. Which uh, moment? The... Does it have to do with... What's, first of all, what is the yeah. name of the castle? Or that ca- that place they go to? Shadar Logoth. Okay, that place is that dope. Place I, I thought cool. that, that, yeah, that it's place was super cool. Here. What is the significance of that? How'd they end up there? They kind of just like left the town. They're like, okay, we're in a cursed, a cursed place now. Well, like, it's not the first place to go in the books. They go to a whole, whole other city before they even get there on the books. Uh, but my favorite scene is on the way to Shadow, Sh- Shadow Logoth, where, um, Matt starts singing that song about Menetherin, and then Moraine explains to them what the significance of Menethrin is and how that was their great, great grandfathers. And they fought for that land that is now the two rivers. They fought for it with their blood. The people of Shadow Logoth are the people that promised, uh, Menethrin aid. And they basically walled up their city and didn't send anyone out to protect them or to, or to assist them in this fight against the shadow. So basically they all just kind of turned inward and like turned evil. Like, like kind of like the Balrog and and in the deep, you know, they just kind of they just kind of like got so self obsessed that the, the whole city turned evil. Mm. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of got. I mean, like the guy. I mean, Robert Jordan did say um, Fellowship of the Ring was kind of his inspiration for uh, at least the first book of Wheel of Time. And so, like Shadow, I kind of feel that with Shadow Shadow Logoth is kind of like the Mines of Moria a little bit. Like it's just just an evil place now. Can we talk about the the horse real quick? The horse just getting like demolished, like atomized, yeah. like that. Would, that would, that was really cool. That that looked really good too. The CGI on that was so good. It was perfect. It was very good. It was very good. Like I mean, in the books, it was described as fog, but this black creeping death was like even cooler. I thought. Well, fog. I'm yeah. I think fog. it will. I mean, how would you do fog? How would you even do that? You wouldn't be able to see anything. I, I mean, like, it would just have like, a mist that rolls through. I mean, there was the movie The Fog and The Mist that were terrible. So, I mean, I could understand them not wanting to go with The Fog or The Mist because those were awful, awful, terrible movies. So using this black creeping death stuff it, it was probably a smart move on their choice from a visual perspective. And, yeah, that horse getting atomized by the stuff was pretty awesome. Was, it's like, yeah, it's like don't touch cool. that. Yeah, that was – yeah, the, yeah the, it, it, felt, the, it felt like there was danger there. That established that's and again, that's good direction because it establishes the stakes that it's like, mm-hmm. hey, if you touch this, this is what's going to happen to you. So, yeah, I they did hope, a good, they did a good job there. I just hope that wasn't the horse Bella. Bella makes it all the way to the last battle in the books, so she they better not have freaking killed her in Shadow Logoth. It must have been one of the other horses. That's all I gotta say, <laughs> <laughs> you're into the horses. Bella is a named horse. She's in the first book and she's in the last book. She's made it. She makes it through the entire series and she dies in the last battle. But still, she makes it all the way to the last battle in the books. It, it, I know that you'll be shocked by this, but I found that on a list of complaints about, uh, about <laughs> the show. Was, where was the scene with Bella? <laughs> and I'm just like, what are they talking about? <laughs> Bella is a very famous horse in the Wheel of Time, apparently. Yeah. I mean, they mention her, so she's there. I'm just hoping they didn't kill her at Shadow. I'm, I'm guessing it's one of the other horses. That- they're not going to kill her. If, if it's real, it seems like this horse is a big deal. I don't think they're going to kill the horse 
in episode it's, two. It's the one horse that has a name, right? So you can't kill the named horse. Uh, well, I don't think th- I don't think they will, but you definitely can. <laughs> I mean, they do kill the named horse in the last book, but I mean, yeah, she makes, see, it, it she makes it to the last book. She's a hardy, good working horse. So moving on a little bit. Is this the episode where uh, I don't know the name of the two characters? You're going to have to help me out here, David, where they're the. The man and the girl are running through like a field, and wolves start chasing them. Is that episode two, or is that episode three? Okay, episode three. Yeah. Is is, see, this is what happens when you watch all the episodes back to back to back to back to back. Is this the episode with the cold opening with the people in white, where they and then later in the episode they meet? Episode two. Yes. Okay. Can we talk about that for a second? Because I know we've already we already previously spoke on it a little bit but what are your guys thoughts on the the casting of that guy that sets the witch on fire that is it was brilliant i, I mean, mean the that's, casting, how you, that's how a villain monologues just ca- actually just casting in general casting what do you general, guys think of the casting casting in general is great i am so mad that that matt, even though they've changed fundamentally the character of matt from the books the show the actor playing matt is phenomenal like, yeah. he's talking to kids an awful lot, and it kind of feels creepy, but he's, like, a genuinely nice guy. He's genuinely trying to befriend these little kids because he's got sisters. Like, so it's, like, he's a really solid actor. I love uh, Nynaeve. I love Nynaeve. I love the guy who plays Tom. Uh, Perrin is really good. Like, he's he's portraying Perrin really good. Nynaeve and Egwene are good. Lan is... I, they're all good. They're all really, really good. I, I, I have zero problem with the casting. Pat and Fane is awesome. I love his evil smile. I can't wait to see more of Pat and Fane. Oh, I mean, I, I think they've done a, a phenomenal job with casting. My biggest complaint about the casting is, because as we discussed earlier, Rand is an outsider. He was not born in the Two Rivers. And since the Two Rivers is such a out-of-the-way place... It's kind of odd. It's as diverse as it is. He should be the, the the weird white guy, and everyone should be brown. But Matt's also pretty white, but everyone else is kind of brown. I just wish they were, like, whatever nationality they picked, that they were one thing, and then Rand st- stood out like a sore thumb. Because he's supposed to. Well, And, you're, and, you're and, and, of... and, it, and it's like a weird melting pot in this tiny, yeah. tiny little village, which, like, doesn't make sense from, like, a genetic standpoint. <laughs> you're, you're kind of in luck, because... Uh... Joshua Stradowski is the actor that plays Randall Thor. Uh-huh. He's uh, he's from Denmark. Hmm. He's not an American, so English is not his primary language. Um, that was also something that people complained about is with that bright red hair, he should stick out like a sore thumb. And he doesn't. Well, the town is too diverse. It's not as diverse as it should be. I mean, he is the only person with red hair until we see the I.L. That was dead in the cage in episode three. Because Rand is an a- ailment. Makes sense then. Yeah. Yep. So the casting's good then. The ca- so the, the casting is good. I, I, everyone is funny. Yeah, I think it's the, yeah, it's I really think, good. I don't think anyone has done a bad job acting. And oh yeah, I, I agree too. I haven't been yeah, one hundred percent. She uh, fought Holly Berry and was it uh, Die Another Day? So who who fought Holly Berry? Rosamund Pike. Uh, oh nice. yeah, she did. She did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. She did. Now, is this the episode where 
Moraine is she's stabbed. She's on a horse, mm-hmm. and they run into the people in in white. Is that episode two? Yes. Yes. So the people in white want to stop Moraine from existing, right? So they had to. She had to do some mental gymnastic things going on. They took her ring. Uh, Lan took her ring to make sure they didn't see it and they wouldn't find it on the horses. Yeah. That was, I thought that was actually a really cool scene because the, when, after the scene's done, she like, she like lies, but she like doesn't lie. She's like, I can heal other people, but I can't heal myself. So technically it wasn't a lie. I thought that I thought that was really cool. Well, and, and all and all I said I are my sisters. I mean, they're that's how they describe. Oh them. yeah, yeah, that too, that too. Yeah, so I thought I, that was. I, I got more respect for her when she did that. I was like, damn, okay, you get it. Well, they're they're also trying to teach you about the eyes to die. Just because they say something and they can't lie doesn't mean it's not actually true. It may not be the truth you think it is. Yeah, that's not the truth you're looking she for. She cannot lie, but like. She can. She can. There's a lot of twist it. There's a lot of wiggle room, uh, and and not and still telling the truth. Apparently. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be very clear with these people. They gotta be very clear. It's like a monkey's paw. It's like a. She can't lie until she does. Exactly. Those are the those are the two well, things whenever, that really whenever, stuck out. Whenever me. they asked her where the wound from, she's like, she was trying to like lie. She you saw it in her face. She was trying to lie, and then she's like, uh, you wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Uh, I have a, and again, I have a hard time believing that Inquisitor just bought it all hook, line, and sinker. I have a hard time believing that. He must have... He had to have known. He had to have. Well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> well, we're all we're on episode four. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he's, he's like, I'll, I'll remember your faces. So, I mean, like, I, I think he does have an inkling, but since they're... They said he'd be quick, you know, they... He didn't have enough... He'll be very thorough. And like they introduced the white cloaks in in the book early on, but Moraine doesn't see them. Uh, it's Rand and Matt who see them, and they see them in a city. And Matt literally is an asshole. He goes up into the second story of a building and like uses his slingshot to like knock some barrels loose and splash them with mud because he that's the kind of trickster he is. And like we don't get any of that in the books. I mean, in the show, are they the the way they are the religious way they are? They seem like they're like we need to be pristine. We need to be very clean. No, no oh, dirt yeah. on our clothes. Yeah, yeah. We need if you get dirt on your clothes, we got to change or clean. Is that the way they are? Oh, it yeah. seems they're, like they're, that's the way they are. They're total fanatics. Like walking in the light. The light is like God. Um, sure. Yeah, and then the dark one is like the devil or like the anti god or whatever. You know, so walking in the light is like walking in you know. But they're fanatics. They they think the one power is part of the dark one. They have a lot not. of bleach with them everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everywhere they go, they got a lot of bleach. They, they drink, need they, it. They drink a little bit, put on their assholes. You know, it's yeah. That's what you're supposed real, to do with real, it for sure. Real, real good. <laughs> bleach cleans everything. Absolutely. So, uh, are we moving on to episode three then? Because I want to talk about these wolves. These wolves, yeah. Yeah, these wolves. What is the significant with the wolves? The wolves, like, kind of show up, but then they, like, don't really do anything. They're like, oh, the wolves guided us. Like, is that a thing wolves do? Like, I thought if they're just normal wolves, and this is just, like, our planet that we're living in right now, wolves don't got any type of powers. Yeah, it seems like Perrin has some kind of, like, relationship with them. Yes. uh, um, There's a character they completely cut from the show. I'm guessing. I mean, they might introduce him later. I don't know. But there's a character named Elias. Elias 
uh, doesn't like people because they think he's a dark friend because his eyes are yellow. He basically can communicate with wolves. And so he basically just lives in the outskirts and he finds Perrin and Egwene before they find the Tinkers. Actually, he introduces them to the Tinkers in the book. And he is like, hey, you know, the wolves know you're like me. So you can talk to the wolves and he can sense the wolves. And like, eventually he learns how to do wolf dreams. Like dreams in Wheel of Time are also a big thing. Like every time they have a dream, it's kind of actually happening. It's not really- when the guy throws up a bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's kind of really. Happening. Was that practical? It looked like that was practical. Did this dude like put like a like a prop he, bat he, in his he, mouth he, and like throw it up? He deep throated a prop rat. Absolutely. I I, I, did, I didn't read about the how they did the, the effect, but um, with faces it always looks really good. I mean, look at the uh, Gus Spring there in Breaking Bad when he gets blown up. I mean, it's just it always looks good. Yeah. They they did a, a really really great job. The dream the dreams are really cool. The dreams that. I, it, who is oh wait, who is this this thing in the dreams here? Is that like Voldemort? What's going on here? That, the guy with the eyes and the mouth. That is ba- got, that is um I believe his name is Baalzamon. Baalzamon I believe is one of the Forsaken. It's been a while, but <sighs> it's one of my pet peeves. What they're doing with the show? They're using him for jump scares. All he does is go. Rah. Yeah, like, yeah, they are using really him for jump scares. really freaking generic. I hate how generic it's 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 a non jump scare jump scare. It's like it doesn't ever bother me. It's like okay, okay, he's there in the dreams. He's menacing in the dreams, and yeah, you know he actually he's Freddy Krueger. He actually talks to them in the dreams in the books. Like he's just there for jump scares. And I'm like, why doesn't he talk to them? He's supposed to like freaking taunt them. He's also trying to figure out which one of them is the Dragon Reborn. They're all but, trying to figure out the Dragon Reborn. Yeah, I mean, they're tra- that's the thing. Like, if the, if the Dark One can take him and make him his own, then the Dragon Reborn won't fight against the Dark One. And he'll, like, have the ace in his pocket. Or if they kill him, you know, that's also uh, as good. But if they could turn him, that'd be even more devastating to people who are on uh, the side of the light. So, so where on the level of bad guys is this this one? <laughs> So he's one of the ones you got to look out for. So there's the dark one, and the dark one has his. Uh, he's the ult- He's the ultimate. Yeah, the dark the, one's the like dark the, one's, the big dark, bad. The dark one is like basically anti god or, or like the sure or devil or whatever. He's like the giant deity thing. He's that, the Voldemort. That is like the source. Of, no, no, Voldemort's just a dude. No, this is like the source of evil in, in, in the world. Well, I'm saying like he's the ultimate evil guy. He, he's the ultimate evil guy. Yes, he, he is. Yeah. Like, he's, he's more like a thing, an idea. Like, he is like a, a god-ish type figure that the, that the creator that the creator god of the Wheel of Time universe locked away upon creation. Okay, um, I understand that now. So, yeah, it's like it's bigger than just Voldemort. Like, um, he has like thirteen or fourteen forsaken. It might be twelve. I, I don't remember the number. It's been a long time. And like Rand kills like a forsaken uh, a book for like uh, for a while. Um, so there's like I think there's like twelve. It's like kind of like biblical. I think there's like twelve. You know, so he, Jesus had his twelve disciples. The Dark One has like twelve or like thirteen um, uh, people that are. They live. They basically live. He, Dark One keeps them alive, and they can all use the one power. So they're all like super powerful, big bad guys, and they're known as the Forsaken. Interesting. So, okay. Balzaman is one of the Forsaken, and uh, he's been alive for thousands of years. And you know, so it's 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 pretty. It's he's he's a big bad. So there's going to be like big bads like that throughout the books. And like I said, it's like they're like the anti disciples. So like there's a bunch of them. 
we we've we've all played enough video games to know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it is set up on tropes, but like, there's so little good fantasy TV or movie. It's, it's well, I mean, that so tropes aren't good. always a bad thing. Yeah. Trope tropes well, is a good way. Even even like we just talked about uh, when when uh, they get uh, axed when his wife gets axed. That's a trope. That's called fridging. But like, that's. I mean, it's still, it, I'm fine with it. It was, like, their tropes can be cool. They're fine sometimes. Most of the time, they're not. But, like, there's good ones. You can be, they can be done. It depends on how you do them. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's all, how you do them. It's still on the execution. Yeah, it's, it's on the execution for sure. Now, mo- are we moving on to the circus people? Can we move on to the circus people? What about the tinkers? Uh, the, the main, the main lady. The main, the main tinker's lady. Yeah, she's got like a staff. Mm-hmm. Does that staff have a sword in it? Because it looks dope. It looks like there's a sword or something in there. No, the, the no, they, they, they do not. They do not. Violence. They they do not have weapons or violence. Yeah, but doesn't it kind of look like you can? She can take like, like her cane has like like a. It kind of looks like a sheath. You mean you mean, you mean how Gandalf had his pipe stuck into the top <laughs> of his <laughs> his? Staff? Yes, it looks like that. It looks like that. I want one. These are the uh, the the gypsy Amish. Yeah, they're the yeah, gypsy the, Amish. The gypsy Amish uh, Jonestown people. Yes, they're a nice little combo of all three of them. What they're... did you think of episode three, David? Because you said episode one and four were kind of for bringing in new fans. So was episode episode three more more for the I've read the books type of thing going on? I know because episode two had the Menethrin thing. Like I, I like it when the show actually kind of slows down and they get into the lore. Like when Matt sings a song in episode two, that is fantastic. I rewinded that part like sixteen times. I just listened to the song and listened to Brain talk about Menethrin because it's great world building and it's stuff that it didn't happen exactly that way in the book, but Moraine did explain what Menethrin was and its importance and their past to them. Like, it's just so great, because Robert Jordan was also, like, big into history and a historian, so he, like, built tons of history into the backstory of, like, these books, and it's really great and really rich, and it was nice to have them kind of stop and, like, talk about that. And apparently, Amazon wanted it axed, and the showrunner was like, no, this has to be there. And I'm glad he was able to keep that scene, because it's probably my favorite scene in the show so far. Just Matt and the group singing a cappella. It's a beautiful sounding song, and then Moraine explains the significance of the song. Absolutely beautiful. Loved it. This is, and again, this is one of the biggest complaints that everybody has with movies is the exposition dump. You know, the parlor scene where everybody sits down and somebody explains everything. In movies and television, they say, show, don't tell. But in books, books are just exposition dumps, you know? Think about the opening scene of Lord of the Rings. You've got all the armies there. They're fighting Sauron's forces. They get the ring. What if somebody would have just said, yeah, this is how this ring came to be and whatever. No, but they showed it. And that's what they did with that singing scene. And that's why we're not seeing a lot of this stuff com- you know, explained is that they're doing the show not tell, but you can't tell all of it. You know what I'm saying? You can't show everything from the past they're not doing a lot of flashbacks and whatever like that yeah it's 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 really well done i i absolutely love that scene it is my favorite scene in the show so far because it's such a beautiful piece of world building it's exposition but it's exposition in a way that makes sense they sang a song that's a folk song to them 
it's like an old old song they don't even know what it means and she's explaining the meaning of the song it's it's great it's like like song nerds talking music the other thing is is that it's song nerds it it breaks the tension and then when she explains it it puts that tension right back and then they wake up in shadow logoth i'm like yeah this is this is bad yeah, no, that's, and again, that's, that's great. That's how you do fantasy to television. And yeah. so many other shows botch that terribly. It it was beautifully, beautifully done. I, I, absolutely great. Episode three, like, I like Tom. I like the guy that got to play Tom. I don't know if he can sing or not, or if he was just singing bad on her. I don't know. I, I, I just was hoping he could be a little bit more, like, better of a singer. But his performance, otherwise, is Awesome! I absolutely love him, especially in episode four when he's talking about Owen, who Rand, and about how his you know, his nephew became mad and killed himself after he was gentled. Like he is an amazing actor. I love him. What does gentled mean? You've used that twice. Does that mean just kind of like take their powers away? Like that's what, what is that? That's what happens to Logan at the end of episode four. Yeah, they, they cut off their powers. So they're getting rid of the the gentle is getting rid of the powers. Gentle, yeah. yeah. So yeah, men and women can be gentle. Like some sometimes they'll gentle a woman. Okay. If she's like if she's gone rogue or and and honestly, I wouldn't have known any of this if David hadn't have told it to me. That's part of why I again I kind of got that. But if you hadn't have mentioned that before, I would have been so lost. Now sure. in Dragon Age, they have the same thing. By the way, they they call I forgot what they call it, but it's the same thing where if a mage can't control their powers, they they cut them off. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's kind of like another trope, but like it's just another way of doing it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now the the uh, the barkeep woman. Oh, she was great. She like she was the most likable character the entire show until you find out she's an asshole. <laughs> I loved her. I love she her performance. I thought she was pretty cool. Her performance was absolutely amazing. I absolutely not, I I wish they didn't have to kill her in the that first episode she was in. God, she was she she I, died like pretty. Cool. Also, can we the the way they die? The, there's a lot of ways that characters die already that have been like super brutal. Like a, the knife through the back of her neck. You can see it like poke out yeah. the front. That was really cool. Absolutely. I was honestly waiting for Tom to start singing Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. <laughs> Toss yeah. a coin to your witcher. No, that was, was a good scene. He was singing a song about the past Dragon Reborn. The the, the, the previous dragon. The previous I one. Skyrim, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he He's great. In the books, he was there at the very beginning. He, he was brought into the holiday to tell them the things. A lot of people will say they were glad that they didn't introduce him later, except that in the very next episode, he immediately leaves them to protect them from the fade. I really wish they would have introduced him earlier, so he's not introduced one episode, and then out the next episode. I mean, They, they gotta fit all this in eight episodes. Yeah, Again, it was the same thing with Game of Thrones in the later seasons. Well, we're cutting down from ten to eight to six episodes, so let's squeeze everything in. So, since episode four was more for bringing in new fans, when we get to episode or the end of episode three, where are we in the books? How far how, how far are we into the book? Well, at the end, I, basically, I, I've been listening to the audiobook in pre- in preparation for this as well. So, like, we were like, ju- I mean, they're technically just at the halfway point, um, uh, like seventeen hours into the reading reading the book. 
uh, listening to it. It's a long, long audiobook. But the thing is, so much of it's cut out and different, it's hard to exactly tell where they are. So the show might actually be further along because they're cutting so much stuff out and, and adding stuff that didn't happen for the sake of people. Um, so we're at the end of episode four, we're kind of at the halfway point, kind of. But it's oh, the first book. It's hard to tell. It honestly is, because like the the part where, you know, all the stuff that happened with Rand, Matt, and uh Tom, this happened in a city. It didn't happen in some random farmer's barn and house and family murder. That that didn't happen. It, they were in a, like a a town when when this stuff with the fate happened and then they run away and Tom basically protects them for the sake of keeping them alive. Um so like like I said earlier, it's like the beats, the important beats happen the way they're supposed to. Like, uh, Fade shows up, Tom tells them to run, he fights the Fade by himself. That happened, but it happened in a completely different way in the book versus the show. So, I mean, like, they are hitting the right beats, just it's, it's completely different how, how it happens. And um, the cool, the, what I was mentioning earlier, since we're talking about this, that the house, the child gives Matt a Brigitte doll. That is a deep cut for later. She's a, a mythical hero, and she actually shows up in should should be the next season. So they're per- they're prepping us. They're getting us ready. Yeah, I, they're opening us up. They they missed out on some merchandising there. <laughs> I, I want my Brigitte Silver Bow doll. <laughs> Gonna go get one. Funko Pop. <laughs> oh no, not a Funko Pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it it's good. Like I I love all the stuff with Matt, Tom, and and uh, Rand. The dagger from Shadow Logoth is really messing Matt up. Is like I can see you. So, moving cool. on to the fourth episode. This is so for of all the episodes. Number four is I think my favorite so far. I don't know about YouTube, but I think episode four is my favorite. I feel like this is where we're starting to like ramp up the show is fi- is starting to find its footing we're starting to things are starting to happen things are starting to move the stakes are in place now yeah the stakes are now in place yeah. is that are you two around the same page where i am like episode four is kind of like this is this is starting to get good yeah i mean episode four was probably my favorite overall episode even though all the changes um but like but uh yeah yeah i mean they're definitely establishing the rules for the magic and there's so much more they have to establish, but they did a lot of stuff. They did shielding, they did chaining uh, the power, they did uh, multiple people using the power to keep someone shielded, which even has to happen on women sometimes, depending on the strength of the woman. You have to have multiple women shield a woman. So uh, they're doing lots of lore building. They're explaining how the warders work, um, how they feel when they're I said I dies, or it'll be opposite too. I said I can feel if their warder dies. Um, a battle scene with the battle aja, oh, that was great. I was beautiful. Like and it the was, like, was cool. it was like a, it was like a simple effect. It was probably some simple pyrotechnics, but the little bit of CG added some nice flair to it, and it looked absolutely stunning. Yeah, it, it, the CG like, doesn't go like overboard. But it shows you just enough where it feels like, eh, this might be real. You know what I mean? Like it's not like they're showing like like an Iron Man suit flying around doing a million things. They're doing like a good mix of practical with CG, and it's yeah. A lot it, of the trollics are practical. Yeah, it's, it looks it looks like they're they're it looks like they're practical. At the, least I don't know center, if that's true or not. Yeah, they are. The center of attention is always a real person, 
doing real things and they have CG effects around them. That's I always use the example of the 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 first Matrix movie where the the big bullet dodging scenes, the actors are the only thing in those scenes that are real and you don't notice. Whereas you get into like the second and third movies where you've Everything got this really sink, bad yeah. special effect as the center and they've they've not withstood the test of time. Yeah. Well, same, sure. thing, same thing with the Blade movies. The first Blade movie was all practical effects, and then Blade 2 and 3 was all CG and looked awful. Awful, yeah. awful, awful. Um, but yeah, uh, the episode 4, th- that's where I started f- uh, forming my theory that that, that season 1 is going to be explaining how the world works to new people, so they're going to hit the story beats they can, but they're going to be cutting a lot of it, and they, they have cut a ton of it. Um, and I'm hoping they can get closer once they've done the world building in season one. Like I said, I really hope they start sticking closer to the story because I mean, the story's good and, and that's why I'm here. I want to see the story of Wheel of Time, but I also understand that they've got to explain the world to new people, uh, who have not read the book. So I understand them doing them all the stuff with the magic of this first episode. And I thought it was pretty effective. The only thing I thought was looked kind of dumb was them like switching their arms over each other to to do the link. I thought it looked cool because the weaves made like a link, like a yeah. so like a chain. It looked cool, but that looks super impractical to cross your arms. So it's like I'm I'm sold on it and also not sold on that at the same time. I'm like, oh, it's cool, but it's like it's kind of feels like impractical <laughs> to hold yourself that way. Well, it is what it is. There's not much you can do about that. Yeah, they just probably they probably just were on set and they're like, "Okay, uh, cross your arms." Yeah. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it was cool. Like, I was hoping that magic would be a little bit more like Doctor Strange, a little bit more hand movement instead of just a single motion. But I mean, I understand they probably don't want to copy Doctor Strange either. So. Well, I I mean that could have just been the creative. They might have not even yeah. been thinking about Doctor Strange. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, this That's- is the way we'll do it. That could get really silly really quick. Oh, there's that too. You don't want like 15 women on screen all like going crazy with their arm yeah. movements. Yeah, they could it, get kind of weird looking. It, it could get it could get crazy. I mean, I, they're they're definitely going conservative with it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. They might get more crazy as they go on. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, the powers get crazy too. I mean, we haven't even started to see what the one power can do. We're just starting to scratch the surface. I mean, they mentioned they stuffed, you know, weaves of air in his ear to keep him from hearing what's going on. Like, that was cool. That's the thing they do in the books a lot. The fact that they mentioned it. Moraine mentioned that you can't see a male's weaves. They're separate separate parts of the power, so you can't see them. And yeah, um, that, that was actually, that's one of those little notes that, like, People need to kind of you're you're not really necessarily going to appreciate it at the time, so that's what that's good world building right there. Yeah, they're doing the world building really good. And as someone who's read the books, I'm like, okay, I see that. Good, you're mentioning that. Good, good, good. You're you're hitting you're hitting check marks on how the magic system works. So I'm like, good on you, good on you, good on you. Um, I definitely recommend Brian watching them a couple more times because I watched all the episodes three times except for the fourth episode. And I saw it twice. I was like. Oh man, you've watched all of them three times? All of them three times. And listening to the audiobook. I've been trying to do my homework. I'm trying to get as immersed in this Eye of the World book as possible. I've been w- listening to other YouTubers talk about it, getting their thoughts, who have you know, also refreshed on reading the books. I am super trying to... You're, you're on board. You're on all, board. All my bases, yeah. I'm trying to cover... Well, I mean, it's everything, everything that I've said so far today, regardless, I'm looking forward to Friday to watch episode five. It's not like, oh, I'm, I, I got a dread to watch episode five. I'm looking forward to it. I want to watch it. 
it's because I do like it. So, well, I, I like it to a certain point. I just wish I understood, but you've helped me a lot understanding what's going on now. Well, so I feel a lot better about this show. So now well, I'm more optimistic about it. Well, off air, let's talk about episodes one through four more. So you can, so I can help you get up to speed so you can enjoy, enjoy it more. But I think a lot of it is you just need to watch the episodes again and watch, yeah. it, and watch it with the subtitles on. Cause I watched them on my third and, and on the second viewing of the third ep- fourth episode, I watched with the subtitles on. Like I didn't understand, really? I didn't understand what the kid said when she gave him the doll. But I saw Brigitte. She said it was the Brigitte doll. I'm like oh, Brigitte, that's like an important character later on. That's cool. That's an Overwatch cool. character. No, no, it's a <laughs> <laughs> no Blizzard. No. <laughs> I, I will definitely say um, this. It's. I'll definitely keep watching it, but a lot of it is that it's already on Amazon Prime. That like if it was like Paramount Plus where they're saying, hey, you've got to you know get our app and pay the subscription to watch Discovery or Picard, I would not be watching it. But the fact that it is on Amazon Prime, I'm I'm in it for the long haul. I'll keep watching this for sure. Oh, I oh, I, mean, yeah. I I can't wait, and I'm so glad they've renewed for third season because like the Dragon Reborn is like when we for sure know who the Dragon Reborn is, and they're definitely trying hard to make you keep guessing in the show because i mean like Nynaeve's demonstration at the end of episode four is almost got me going oh no they're gonna make her the dragon reborn now <laughs> can uh, we can we just give props to brandon sanderson for the amount of work that he's doing not only is he the lead screenwriter for this show he's already published two books this year on his own that man writes so much it's insane how much he writes yeah. He's so efficient, and he admitted that this the first season of this, he's he was new to screenwriting, so he feels like this is not going to be his best work for this first season, which I guess is understandable if you've never screenwritten before. So mm-hmm. he's hoping that season two is going to be even better with his skill to be able to screenwrite. But I just want to give props to him because man, he's that dude writes so much, and a lot a lot of it's good. So yeah, so so he, he's he's the Stephen King of fantasy. He has a lot of contributors, though. Like uh, the last book I read, The Rhythm of War, I mean, he had 35 something, you know, credits to, you know, combat advisors, technical. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that. So it's not like he's. No, he's not doing it by himself. No, no, he's not doing it by himself. And he's not doing it by himself in the wheel of time either. But just the fact that he's involved in all these little different spots. Yeah. Yeah. That he. And he's able to, like, keep them somewhat coherent. Because, I mean,. The stuff that he the stuff he has going on personally for his stuff is way different than what he has from the Wheel of Time. So, what are your guys' thoughts on episode now. four? I it was the best episode. It was the yeah, best episode it, so yeah, far, yeah. for sure. And again, it sets the stakes that even like even if you do find out you're the Dragon Reborn, they might just take your power away. Well, then so, also I mean, o- and also Owen, like hearing hearing it happen from a uh, a friend or an uncle yep. of someone who had it happen to them. Like that's also helping set the stakes. Uh, I also love how Nineveh was hanging out with the warders, and uh, so reds almost never take a warder. Blues will take a max one warder. They may or may not take a warder. Greens, because they're the battle aja, they're they're the ones who like go into battle. They always usually take more than one warder, and they definitely sleep with them. And you could definitely tell that those two guys are like because the thing is when you when you when you're bonded as a warder and if you're and if they're also bonded to someone else you could all feel each other's feelings and emotions and everything so i mean like 
if you're a green sister sleeping with one of your waters, the other water knows about it. So, I mean, they probably just all just, you know, orgy or three-way or however many of them or however many of them are bound. Like it's, it's just, uh, they all kind of, I mean, they definitely kind of showed like a, they're kind of polyamorous that, that threesome. So, I mean, like it's, I mean, it's kind of cool, and like that, everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, everyone was kind of chill with it," except for Nynaeve. Nynaeve was like, "They don't do they," and the and the the guy was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, they do." <laughs> oh, oh man! man. Uh, well, I think we're towards the end what of Nynaeve at the end. What'd you guys think of that? I think I think again. I mean, you could tell, and and again, this is something I read ahead was that yeah, this happened for her, and she had her thoughts that this is something that was available to her but it's just not the life that she chose for herself so i'm kind of curious to see where that goes because i'm i'm sure they're going to want her in the i should die but i'm kind of i can kind of tell there's a lot of reluctance there well and the thing oh. is well i i the show didn't do a super good job of showing it but in the books for a long time she could only channel the one power when she's angry oh and, interesting yeah so she she's an angry channeler which this will take us back to episode one, but I, I'm sorry. The her pushing Egwene to the river was a metaphor for how to use the one power. <laughs> so the fact that she's trying to teach Egwene, you got to let yourself surrender. You got to surrender to the river, this, which is exactly what Moraine says. The one power is like you got to surrender to it. The fact that she's teaching Egwene this kind of before they even know they can touch the power, and the fact that it just a little bit bothers me that they are doing this 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 uh, alliteration, and the fact that she definitely has an issue with channeling because of her anger and not not surrendering and not letting go which is like it's her character but it just bothers me they added the part where she's trying to teach Egwene about surrendering to the actual real river that's something else to bring up too is that she's in the very first scene of this show and yet we haven't mentioned her at all they have given her nothing to do so far Egwene nothing Egwene yeah I mean she, she really hasn't I mean She's just kind of along for the ride at this point. Egwene has a very big journey. Like, <laughs> and that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> so, so much stuff happens to her. Like, uh, I think Nynaeve is the most powerful uh, Aes Sedai of this age, but uh, I think Egwene's a close second, like really close. Like she, like Egwene gets crazy powerful. Um, Nynaeve discovers new way, new ways of healing. Or, I mean, which we kind of saw. She did a group heal. Yeah, <laughs> and she did a group heal. And they did establish earlier in the in the episode that you can't see the men can't see the women's weaves and the women's can't see the men's weaves. Logan saw, according to one of the people working on the show, a, a shock wave. Like basically, after she used the power, it left a, a shock wave, and that's what he saw. He didn't see the weaves. He saw whatever after effect of the power happened. Which isn't super clear in the show, but I, I I was looking on Twitter and stuff. There's someone who is a book reader is um doing advice on the show, and I follow her Twitter account, and she said it was a shockwave. I mean, sure, it's not easily distinguishable because I mean, you just see her channeling, and her she's like going super saiyan, literally, her hair is rising, and yeah, stuff. like like <laughs> she's like going slow motion. She's like she's literally going <laughs> super saiyan, that, yeah. And uh, and it explodes. I mean, since these physical changes are happening to her, he probably saw that. He didn't see the weaves, I guess. He just saw what was happening to her. And because she doesn't have any control of the power, she could risk burning herself out. So that's why they need to train her. But 
she's really angry doesn't Jeez. like listening but the the ifs that i make her angry so it's probably not that hard to make make her channel since she's always around people that make her angry so well, that's probably why they, they try to recruit them as young as they can you know to kind of breed out that rebellious streak like the jedi oh, yeah. too too old to begin the training she's not, she's not six <laughs> yeah too old. <laughs> too old to begin the training no, no they that's where they got it from. They don't do that BS here in Wheel of Time. They'll, they'll train them whenever they can, but uh, sometimes, like if their power isn't great enough, they don't even bother training because they're they're too weak to even burn themselves out. But someone with the power of Dynaeve definitely needs training because she's uh she's basically a super saiyan. <laughs> she's cool. super saiyan. Uh, she she's cool. I like I like her. I, I like her. I, I, just her look, her acting, everything. Like all yeah. the, everyone they've cast so far has been absolutely excellent. I, I and I say enough good things about the casting and the people and yeah I'm I'm definitely excited like I, I was a little more tre- trepidatious feeling after episode three but after seeing episode four and now that I kind of have a clear vision of what they're doing with the season I'm like okay it makes sense it's fine and for people who are complaining stop complaining Please, I want this to succeed. Sorry, no, no, I need it to succeed. Go, if, if you're complaining about this show, go read Wheel of Time and then watch. I mean, no, no. Go read uh, uh, Game of Thrones and go watch Game of Thrones. They will not line up as. Uh, oh, the books don't line up at all. They don't line up at all. Lord of the Rings movies. How much? How many people? Tom Bombadil. Oh yeah, he's not. He's going to be in the TV show. He's going to. Oh, they cast him oh, for the TV boy. show. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. That, well, that, I, it's just that you can never have a one-to-one comparison. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter. It doesn't matter what you do. There was ton, tons of outrage about Tom Bombadil not being in the Wheel of Time movies. Yeah, there's, I mean, even even Harry Potter, the Harry Potter books also have a lot of scenes that are in the books that just aren't in the movies. It's yeah. just the way it is. It's, it's just nature just, of the beast. Just, it's just just how it is. Just just accept this. Yeah, you know, yeah. For me, yeah. I mean, the first episode wasn't what I was expecting out of Wheel of Time. I wanted a lot more of the lore and the backstory and the stuff with Tam. But they're trying. So, in the book, it's definitely kind of set up that Rand's the main character, so you kind of know Rand's going to be the Dragon Reborn in the book because it focuses so much on Rand. And I, I've read stuff from the showrunners. They're trying to spread that out a little bit, give Perrin more backstory, making him kill his wife giving Matt this weird past where his parents are terrible and he's trying to, like, get out of his parents' shadow. Like, it, they're giving them a little bit more to do because Matt, uh, for, for book readers, is notorious for not having a lot to do till later the series. Um, so they're trying to give him more... I mean, he does find the the, the uh, dagger in Shadar Logoth in the book and that it becomes a thing later because, I mean, he's, he's definitely kind of, like, borderline evil. It's like questionable if he killed the people or the fade killed the people in the house because like when he's under the influence of the dagger he is kind of like not himself but i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure the fade did it yeah the fade sure. did it. i mean it's it, it all as far as i'm concerned only puts that doubt in for like a second yeah the one thing i really wish they would have done with the fade in that scene is in in the books they say if a fade turns sideways you can't see him like he he turns invisible. So just when he when when he's in that light and you see his, I wish they showed him like turning toward them. That would have been great. Just turning visible when he's turning toward them. That would have been a nice little nod to the book because I mean he was in he was basically invisible then became visible. So I mean it would be nice if they had like the the transitionary thing. That would have been kind of a nice little fun nod. But that was a cool scene. 
I, I don't know. I've tried that when I'm arguing with my wife. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Turning invisible, <laughs> like uh... <laughs> you're not a fade though, and not quite. You, you don't have the you don't have the uh, the dentures for it. A little bit more training, you'll be okay. We have the same haircut. You do, but you but you have two more eyes than he has. Yeah, you win some, you lose some, because <laughs> <laughs> they are the eyeless. You're you're also yeah. slightly more tan than he is. Slightly, slightly. <laughs> I'm, I'm you are not the correct shade. You're not like... the correct shade to be a, a an eyeless. <laughs> but no, right. I like the show. I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely in for it. I'm wait. I think after episode four, I might be able to kind of recommend it. But I'm still waiting for like that. Oh wow, you know the the sword fight with Arthur Dane, or you know the first episode of the shield or something like that, that big shock moment to bring people. I mean, I I mean, so far the biggest, Oh shit moment is the naive healing everyone at the same time. That was kind of cool. That is the biggest moment so far. That's the closest the show's gotten to like that. Oh, Oh crap moment. So uh, I'm just really looking forward to episode seven and eight where the Amazon people are like, all right, three seasons. That's (laughs) we're done. We're doing it. Three seasons now. Yeah, so yeah, I I can't wait to see how how they're gonna do it. I, I really hope that Alzamon talks at some point. Uh, it'd be nice. He might. Uh, it might. I, is I, it a it it he a she he, it? It's a he. He Alzamon okay. is a he, and uh, I mean, he looks how he's described in the book. He's got like fires and mouth full of ember. Like you see his like kind of face like in, on some of the sides of the books. Like it's he's kind of like manifesting like the dark one, maybe like if, if the dark one had a body or whatever. Because Rand thinks he kills the Dark One at the end of the book or whatever, so I don't I don't know how that's going to translate to the uh, screen. So much has changed. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with it, but uh, I, I I I'm with you. I'm with you, Brian. I can't wait for the next episode. I I'm pumped. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm and, definitely looking forward to it. And I, I've got to watch all the episodes again. <laughs> again? Oh my gosh! I, I gotta get those numbers up. Gotta pump those numbers up. <laughs> pump the numbers. I got. I, I I want this show to do well. I want all 15 seasons. I want the spinoff show about Tom before he was, you know. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't want to. You're not. I don't think you're going to get 15 seasons. I don't think the show's going to be on for 15 years. Probably more. That, but look at Supernatural. I want I want Brian Sanderson. Well, does it? How long does it go before Brandon Sanderson will drop as soon as he starts making would, his own TV show? I want I want Brian Sanderson to come and write the sequel series to the Wheel of Time. Give me more. Like there's uh, the way it ends. I just I just the way it ends. I want more in the books. And I'm like, come back, Brian. Well, that Sanderson. actually that's that's an interesting thought brad what do you think brandon sanderson will do if this show continues to go on he's also working on his own shows he's working on making the mistborn trilogy and he's working on stormlight i i would say because because here's the thing part of it is in the business you kind of have to have your protégés you kind of have to have somebody to follow up on that so it's one of those things where um just like brandon sanderson came in and took over for Robert Jordan, I think he'll probably say, "Hey, this is my go-to guy. He's going to come in and finish this." You know, and take care uh, of that. George R. R. Martin has also done that, where he, over the years, like, like for example, his Wild Card series of books. George R. R. Martin is only the editor on that, so he's his name is plastered all over it. But he didn't write the book. He came up with the concept and fostered other writers to take that over. So it's the same type of thing where. Yeah. 
you, you need to you need to foster some other people and support them and and who knows i mean maybe that's how you end up with you know kind of like the walking dead took a long time to get greg nicotero yeah that well i guess that's probably what's going to happen then but maybe by the by season three of wheel of time brandon sanderson might depart for his own stuff but you said brian sanderson writes so much in a year so he'll just keep doing everything what do you you, well how hey he's gonna continue to write are you trying to limit brian sanderson brandon sanderson hey man if he can prove me wrong i say go for it but like i don't know that's a pretty full plate yeah being the writer is tough because you never know when they start filming a scene and they go this isn't working go rewrite the scene and and that happens all the time to writers on on movies and tv shows Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Miller talked about that when he did RoboCop 2 where they were like oh this scene isn't working rewrite it okay well the way you wrote it still isn't working so go rewrite it so nobody's going to want to do that forever sure I mean that may, it makes perfect sense we'll just have to see what happens I mean there's a lot of that we always get into the what ifs what's going to happen what we think is going to happen and we'll just have to wait and find out I guess well I mean like I, I know it generally happens which more or less will happen I I guess well no I'm I'm talking about in terms of how many yeah, seasons yeah, there's yeah. going to be or like what details are going to be put in and taken out who's going to yeah. start directing the show like th- things will change yeah I, I mean I, goes on. I, I hope I hope they they can get the full run of the show going because if it stops I don't think it'll ever be able to start up again um, I, th- I mean I, I think it's going to be hard to do the entire a series is there any has there ever been a series that's this long that's still on is supernatural based on books or is no, it based on it's just no, it's original original idea and they had 14 seasons it was only supposed to be five and then they just had to like then they did like 10 seasons of filler because they was like oh i guess we can't end the world yet because it's too popular it's like one of the only shows that got more popular as the longest as time it, went, like, on. went on it's bizarre it's yeah it kept going up and up and up and up so um yeah, I mean it'd be cool. that'd be cool if it goes on for 15 years but I mean that's that's a hard that's a hard thing to get to It depends well, on Well they could also just do like some movies later on they could say hey this you know kind of like they did with uh El Camino for Breaking Bad Yeah they might yeah they might do that as well who knows Who yeah, knows I mean maybe cuz I mean like I mean some of the later books could be abridged a lot the the first books are definitely more important to keep more of the story there well, yeah, but um, the later some of the some like the, the mid books are kind of like filler. So, so maybe they won't even do maybe, those ones. I mean, I mean, they could like cut stuff out and like rearrange parts of the story, which which would be fine. And and we're about to get another Game of Thrones series that nobody wants. Not yeah, after, not after how the last season ended. No, or, or I, was. I don't know anyone that's looking forward to it. No one. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I don't even. Uh, there's, there's, you're, there's crickets there. I don't even know what to say about the. Game of the I, I don't care. That's about it. I will see. I don't even know if I'll watch it. We'll see when we get there. Yeah, like if there's nothing else on, maybe who knows? I, but I, I mean, I am pumped for this. I am pumped for the Fallout series, the Mass Effect series, the next season of The Boys. Like Amazon's got stuff on lock for like for geekdom. Like I mean, there's only one more season of The Expanse left. Uh, but well, they're just I, starting up. They're still relatively new. Amazon, in terms, I mean, they're they've been around, but in terms of like creating TV shows, they're this is they're kind of still new to it. They've only been doing it for what two, three years. They've been starting to make stuff rather than just like taking so, movies and telling you to you can rent them. It's been so good though. <laughs> yeah, they're doing a good job. This is this is the funny part is that you guys talk. I know David, you love the boys. 
we are on the total opposite ends of the spectrum because I've read The Boys, every single book, multiple times. So it's like, I watch the show and I'm like, this. there's so much wrong with this. They cut <laughs> out all this. They cut out all that because well, I know everything about it. Well, that's and the I thing. Can't enjoy the show because of it. Well, that's the thing with a lot of people, the people who are hating on Wheel of Time. They can't accept Well, yeah, it. once they you read the source material, every, nothing will match it. They, they can't accept I've never read The Boys, but I've only watched the show, and I absolutely enjoy the show. Uh, and, you know, I have read The Wheel of Time, and I'm just, like, trying to accept the show for what it is. I mean, I, I, if there's a giant egregious change, I'll bring it up like I, like I have. And then I'll also justify, I'll, I'll try to justify it if I think there's a, a good reason. Like, most of the changes they've made in the show are for good reason. I think. I, I think they're trying to fill in the gaps that happen later. Like giving parents some real PTSD instead of some imaginary oh, I hate X's PTSD. He's got a real reason to not like his X. Um, you know, they're explaining the magic system. I, it's It makes sense. I, I understand what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to take time. It's just going to take time to get everybody up to speed. Obviously, there's always going to be people on both sides of it, and this is no different. Definitely, definitely, this has helped me bring me back over, bring me over to the when's the next episode coming out, rather than the I'm only watching it so I could podcast on it type of thing. But I'm definitely more on the is it Friday yet? Is it Friday? Yeah, yeah. Is it, has your rating changed from six? Has it has it gone up to seven? Yeah, it's got it's it's gone up because I understand it better. I didn't really know it was. I didn't have a good understanding of what was going on. I'm stupid. I need help. <laughs> is 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 having somebody with the background and and stuff like that compared to the common man? Can you just appreciate this if no one has? If you don't know anything about it, can you just turn it on and enjoy it? Okay. And with this show, yeah. yes, you can. Obviously, I, I mean, yeah. you, can, you can. But I mean, there's, there's some. So, uh, it also depends on how many times you watch it. I think. I think multiple watches help you understand it better because there is so much to gain from watching with the subtitles on. Because there's little things you might miss. I mean, I miss things, and I I'm looking for things because I've read the book. Well, yeah, so but I, the I, little I, things, the little things you're missing are things I don't know exist. Yeah, sure. But I mean, like, it, it's still good to, for understanding because I mean, reading helps reinforce understanding in some ways i mean oh yeah kaylee texted me just a minute ago because uh she's like i wouldn't have understand the show if you weren't explaining it to me so it makes sense that brian doesn't understand the show too and i'm like yeah i mean i get this for some i mean some, sometimes you need more explanation but i think also like rewatching it helps a little bit but sure i mean having it would help having an external source definitely helps too so i mean i'm helping you well that, that's the that's the best help is having an external source yeah but it, it's I, 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 I do hope it becomes easier to follow but uh maybe maybe watch them all again before episode five comes out see if that see if it helps so five six seven they're doing there's eight right so we got five six seven eight for this season okay so what in like four weeks we'll be back to recap the start at start of the year start of the start of january yeah so i guess somewhere around there yeah, so we'll. It will right. be. I think it. I think it'll be the first podcast of the year. Will be Will of Time. Yeah, so we'll, there's we'll, five episodes left. There's five weeks left in the year. No, it's four. Four episodes left. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll be the first podcast of the year then. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll be back for more Wheel of Time once once the series is over. Uh, I'm not sure what we're doing next week, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't there a new uh, the new Spider Man come out or? I think it it'll it's be like, a, it's after our next podcast mid December yeah. I think yeah. We'll figure it out. We've never had problems with that, really. Yeah, there's just plenty of stuff going on, especially in the wintertime. There's tons of stuff in the wintertime. Yeah. We'll find something. 
expanse is well email email david at yeah synthaholics at yahoo.com i'm gonna plug it every time if somehow (laughs) somebody's made it to the end of this podcast please email i want to verify it works i've tried it it doesn't work somebody sent an email and follow the tiktok that doesn't exist like like and subscribe on youtube leave a comment yeah do all those things all the all the all the things yeah we're trying to get we're we're trying to be good people Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 grow this community. If you guys like what we have to say and like our like our takes on things, please definitely share and follow and like and follow us here on the Twitch channel so you can watch us live. We stream every other Saturday around one p.m. Eastern time, so you can catch us live or uh, the following Wednesday on YouTube. So, well, thank you all for listening. I hope you've had a good time. I definitely had a good time talking about one of my favorite books being adapted to a TV show. You certainly sound like you have. <laughs> I, I'm pumped. I, I, I can't wait for more. I told David, I'm like, prepare for a lot of blank stares and explanations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to explain things as succinctly as I can. Sorry if I, I ramble. Well, yeah, you're not only explaining it to Brad and I. I'm sure there's people listening that also need to understand what's going on because like you said kaylee and me are like a good thing we have you because otherwise <laughs> i'd be in a ditch somewhere yeah. saying like what's the nice to die <laughs> how do you spell that how do you spell i to die a e s space s e d a i see look it we got i got everything i need i think i think i spelled it i'm, I'm a terrible speller don't ask me but i, I got the first part right <laughs> all right everyone Take remember, care. Remember Manatharant. We'll see you next time. Bye.